My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 177, and today I'm talking all about how to lighten your marketing workload even if you can't outsource it. You guys know that you need to market your business, but if you barely have time to market it because you're just trying to serve your current clients or your family life is crazy and you also can't afford to pay someone to outsource that marketing, you really know what it feels like to be between a rock and a hard place. I mean, it's like trying to jump rope while wearing handcuffs. It just doesn't work. The idea of marketing your business so that you can continue to grow when you're already being pulled all over the map, mentally, creatively, financially, it's just not feasible. Or is it? Well, the truth is that you can trim and lighten your marketing workload by letting go of a few mindset traps that our modern business culture has built around us. So if you're ready to get minimal with your marketing, this episode is for you. Before I get into the show, though, I do want to give you guys just a reminder that if you have not followed the Kate Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify yet, please go do so. I absolutely love hearing your feedback, reading your reviews, and making sure that you guys are able to access this free content every single Monday. By the way, if you're looking for another really good podcast that is specific to the home industry, you should check out thedesignnetwork.org because it is a podcast collective on all things interior design, from doing the work to crunching the numbers to marketing your firm, just all the things. And it's a nice place to find like-minded professionals. All right, guys, let's get into it. How to lighten your marketing workload, even if you can't outsource it. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by the Window Coverings Association of America. If you're an interior designer, a window treatment specialist, or an installer looking for business growth, listen up. With an annual membership to the WCAA, you'll receive trade discounts, ongoing education, and an exclusive listing in their homeowner-facing directory of professionals, which, by the way, guys, makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Whether you've been working in the home industry forever or you're fresh out of design school, the WCAA can help you take your business to the next level, whether you're just trying to scale up or you're just getting started. Go to wcaa.org for more details. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. This episode of The Kate Show is brought to you by Side Door. As an interior designer, a home stager, a window treatment professional, or a home organizer, You guys deal with products every day, many of which your existing audience would love to own. If you're dreaming of selling product through your website or through your social media platforms, but you just don't want to be bogged down by ordering and shipping and loads of inventory, you need Side Door. When Side Door entered the home industry in early 2020, they changed everything. Side Door lets you source and curate the perfect trade-only pieces for your customers' homes, and with their seamless platform, You can create product collections with ease. Curate an entire room, specialize in a certain aesthetic, or simply create a collection of, I don't know, your favorite area rugs. Whatever you know your clients love would make for a great side door collection. You curate the look, side door handles ordering and shipping, and you make money. Plus, you can sell each collection many times over, creating the perfect opportunity for recurring income. 
Or if you really just want to keep things simple, you can use Sidedoor to buy products yourself at designer pricing without needing to have an account with various vendors or meet any of their required minimums. It's about power to the designer people. If you're ready to truly scale your home industry business, go to OnSideDoor.com and apply to join. Now, let's get to today's episode. You guys might recall an episode I released a month ago that was all about the 10 wasteful marketing chores you can stop doing. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to it. Today's episode is not a repeat of that information, but rather I'm just diving into the nitty gritty of this because I want you guys to understand that many people in your industry are marketing themselves in too many ways and with too little focus on what actually matters. So today the goal is to help you guys refocus and by Uh, making a list of everything you're doing right now to market your business and then starting to just cross things off and explain why as we go, it's going to bring you a lot of peace. It's going to lessen the marketing burden that you have. And if you are considering outsourcing, you might not need to outsource as much as you think, which means your marketing budget can be a little bit more maintained. And I'm going to get into all of that. So If you have pen and paper, it would be a great time to take some notes, but if you're driving and listening to this podcast, that's fine. Just take some mental notes because I want you guys to just start wrapping your minds around the idea that we do not have to be marketing ourselves in a bajillion places. It actually doesn't serve us or our clients well. So let's just get started. If we were to make a list of everything that you're doing right now to market your business, here's what that list might look like in no particular order. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google ads, social media ads, blogging, email marketing, print ads, and local signage. So if you've got that pen and paper and you've written down what you're doing, just start crossing some things out with me. So we're going to actually start with the ads, Google ads, social media ads. Unless you have a sales funnel and your ad is constructed properly, ads are going to be a waste of your money all day, every day. And just to clarify, a sales funnel means you've got a way that you're attracting leads to your website initially. So maybe that is SEO. Maybe the ad is helping a little bit with that. But again, ads can only do so much on their own. And then you've got to have a highly converting website with a lead magnet and consistent email marketing to follow up that lead magnet. And then your ad itself has to have a small ask with an aligned offer. An aligned offer means that it matches up with what you're trying to sell in your business and it matches up with what your potential client needs. A small ask means you're not asking them to drop 50 grand with you. You're asking them to book a discovery call and giving them a very good reason why. So if you don't have those two pieces, the sales funnel and the properly constructed ad, ads will become a waste of your money. And besides, ads are not marketing anyway. They're advertising. Advertising is similar to yelling at many people in the street and hoping that a few of them will notice you. But marketing is having a conversation with a few of those people and having those people be benefited by what they experienced or learned from you and you be benefited as the brand and as the business owner. So just cross out all the digital ads from your list. Go cancel them and deactivate them because my guess is they haven't brought you any converted leads yet anyway. So just save your money. The next thing you can cross off your list is TikTok. That user base is mostly too young for professional home services, and they tend not to see the value, even if they might be wealthy and could technically afford you. 
TikTok is especially useless if you're targeting certain geographic areas or trying to build a real-life referral network. Next, consider crossing off Instagram and Facebook if you're targeting mid-to-high-level homeowners or offering mid-to-high-level services. Now, people who can afford that might be on Instagram, but they usually aren't. When they do use Instagram, they are not using it to find their next home professional. Don't just take my word for it. I want you to actually Google the Instagram and Facebook demographics yourself to verify. And what you're going to see is that over 70% of the Instagram demographic, for example, only makes about 76000 a year. I say only. To some people, that's a lot. To some people, it's a little. It's all relative. But if you know that your ideal client needs to spend a certain amount with you for you to meet your own financial goals, if their income doesn't even align, then why would you put so much effort on a platform when you know the people that would be able to hire you are just not there? Now, one thing to keep in mind is if you are selling lower priced virtual services and that's your primary offering, that's what you want to become known for, which is fine, or you're offering lower priced retail products, then Instagram or Facebook could be a great fit for you. So I just want you guys to understand I'm not against the concept of using Instagram or Facebook. It's just that not everyone should use them. And it's just, it's frustrating when I see how many people get burned out from marketing and from social media because they're being told they have to be on social media all the time. I mean, I've had people tell me it gives me anxiety to post on social media. It makes me so stressed out to create content for social media. I can't keep up with it. It just is so frustrating. Well, there's a reason for that. And you should start listening to that instinct a little bit more. Now, if you want to be on Instagram or Facebook, but you're like, okay, I'm kind of liking this idea of social media is not actually that important to my business. What do I do then? Well, if you're not selling lower priced service offerings, but you still want that presence, you just don't have to post very often. So you could consider posting a photo of yourself one week and your work another week. So that's about four posts a week, or excuse me, four posts a month. And it's really easy to come up with four posts a month. So with each one, you would write a descriptive caption and add a few hashtags. So a hashtag for your services, for your location, for your ideal client, and then for something in the photo. That could be something like hashtag interior design, hashtag Manhattan, New York, hashtag work at home moms, hashtag modern gray and white kitchen or whatever the photo is. That's all. Now, if you blog, then you can share an image from that blog post on Instagram and then just tell people, click the link in my bio to read more. Or you can share the link to a recent blog post directly on Facebook. And again, you only need to post on Instagram and Facebook about once a week or four times a month. As for LinkedIn, this also depends on your ideal client. Is your ideal client actively involved in a career? The users of LinkedIn tend not to use other platforms as much. These people are a different breed altogether. Entrepreneurs and other professionals who are data-driven, motivated, perhaps a bit cutthroat. So think lawyers, upper-level corporate office holders, Silicon Valley prodigies. If your ideal client is on LinkedIn, or if the users of LinkedIn are a good fit for your specialty service, then consider posting there once a week. And again, if your client is on LinkedIn, they likely are not all that active on Facebook or Instagram, so you don't need to show up 
in all three of those places every week. Maybe you're just showing up on LinkedIn. Maybe you're doing LinkedIn and Facebook. Maybe you post the same content in both places. Like you don't have to overthink it. I'm taking a break from this episode really quickly to chat about Side Door one more time. Why? Well, guys, I believe you shouldn't have to constantly trade hours for dollars in your business. And I bet you believe the same thing. If you are ready to take your home industry business to the next level, you need to consider signing up for Side Door. Side Door is the only platform that lets you create a custom shop of your favorite trade-only products. You make the sale and they'll handle ordering and shipping. Or you could just use Side Door to purchase products yourself at designer pricing without any vendor accounts or minimums required. It honestly doesn't get any more brilliant than this. So many of my listeners are already using Side Door and for good reason. You can sell products on your own website and even from your own social media profiles. It's pretty much genius. If you have dreamed about having an online shop, but you just didn't want to take care of the technology or having inventory or just all the headache and stress that can come along with that, Side Door could be a great solution for you. Sign up at OnSideDoor.com. Really, guys, I think we all need to stop worshiping social media because we're being told this is the key to a successful business, but it's not. So I don't want you guys to live in those apps. They don't love you as much as you're told you must love them. Some people get some leads from social media sometimes, and it all depends on their ideal client. Most often, the ideal client for a serious home professional like you is not on social media at all. Now, I don't want you guys to just take it from me, so I'm going to quote somebody that I've quoted before on the show because it's so powerful. I have this quote from April Tomlin, who is a Nashville-based interior designer. She has 120,000 followers on Instagram and says that she does not get her clients from social media. Here's what she says. I don't really need Instagram for my clients. They've already hired me. They have the money to spend, and I have a waiting list. What I've started to gear toward on Instagram is helping people who can't afford a designer. That's the thing. This interior designer realizes that the average Instagram user, the demographic there, just can't afford her. So she's not freaking out, wondering, why aren't people on Instagram hiring me? She knows that they can't. They won't. So she's going to find a different way to serve them. And she's offering retail products, which is great. You know, you can do that. But let's just move on to some other items on this list. I could stay on this you don't need social media bandwagon for a long time, but we've got other things to talk about. So moving on, local signage. Some people have really good physical signage for their businesses, whether it's a car wrap or an actual sign outside your studio. And some people get something from Vistaprint and call it good enough. And they leave it that way for decades. And I don't suggest that. Make sure that you are giving the impression that matches the type of person you want to attract. Now, the good thing is a lot of this signage can be one and done. So make sure your vehicle and your brick and mortar location have visible professional signage. Moving on to a totally different topic, Pinterest. Pinterest is a great search engine for home pros and it can really boost your SEO. So make sure you pin blog content and images from your website whenever those new items are available. So whew, at this point, we've crossed out a lot of items on your marketing task list. And here's what we're left with. Pinterest, blogging once a month, email marketing once a month, print ads, mm, only maybe sometimes. You just got to be careful with that. If you're going to run a print ad, 
Make sure that your ideal client is actually going to be reading that magazine or whatever it is. And then, of course, the local signage that we just talked about. Now that we have removed things like Facebook and Instagram, unless you want to post once a week, we've removed the TikTok, the LinkedIn conversation. How does your marketing feel? Does it feel a little bit lighter? Because it should. When we look at what remains, then we can start making a new list of the tasks that do apply to your ideal client. And then we can start to break down, okay, how much time will this take you? And when you are ready to outsource, what things should you outsource? So when you're looking at your new task list, this could include posting just once per week on a few social platforms, pinning blog posts and images whenever they're available. Now, this could be really simple. You could just directly pin things from your site, or it could be more complicated where you're creating multiple graphics for each post. You can do it either way. And realistically, given all of this information, you would need to just set aside one hour at the end of each month to schedule out your social media posts, just four of them per month, and pin the new content from your website, and then you've gotten a bulk of your marketing done. Now, if you're like, I get that, but I just feel like it's still too much, I cannot set aside an hour. Well, here's the thing. If you can't afford to outsource this, so you can't pay someone else to do that for an hour, these tasks really are simple enough and quick enough for you to handle on your own. And if you can't carve out one hour per month consistently to address these items, you need to rethink your time management because this is actually a very small responsibility. Now, let's just say you can outsource some, but not all of your marketing. While it's easier to handle a few social posts a month, Maybe the idea of writing your blog scares you because, you know, blogging is great for SEO, but it's writing and maybe you don't like writing. Blogging can send so many leads into your business, but maybe you don't want to spend the time to create all that content. Well, that's why you need to look at blogging as more of an investment. So if you hire an employee who has real content marketing and writing experience, or you hire an agency that specializes in your industry, then these people are going to turn your blog post budget from overhead that you constantly question into a valuable investment that you wouldn't dream of changing. Maybe hiring a blog writer isn't possible for you yet, and there's also no way you're doing it yourself. That's okay. If nothing else, you should have a lead magnet on your website and email marketing every month that is sent to that mailing list, even if that mailing list has only five people on it. No one knows how small your list is besides you, and even the smallest list deserves to be served well. Just think, if only three people on that list referred you to a friend, that could mean thousands of dollars in revenue for your business, and all you had to do was consistently email them good content. So here's the bottom line. Do your social media minimally and keep it in-house. Turn off your online ads and rethink whether your print ads are serving you well. Outsource heavier investments when you can, such as blogging, and if you can, just focus more right now on a lead magnet and that email marketing because those are really important parts of your sales funnel. Now, the benefit to outsourcing, I'm sure you know already, but giving someone besides you the responsibility of staying consistent with these marketing tasks just makes sure that they get done instead of falling through the cracks of your busy schedule. Now, you'll still need to provide input and notes and photos to whomever you hire or partner with, but you're going to lose that burden of complete content creation, and amen, hallelujah to that. 
So here in summary is a list of the marketing tasks that need to happen for your business along with my suggestions on who should do what, okay? Number one, social media. You or someone from your team should post once a week. Offline networking. You or someone from your team should attend a networking event about once a month because marketing is about real life relationships. Number three, Pinterest at the basic level means that you or someone from your team should pin blog content and photos from your site whenever they're available. So whenever a new photo is available, let's say you've uploaded a new project or you just released a new blog post, go pin it. Now, Pinterest at the SEO level might be something you want to outsource because it allows for custom graphic creation for each blog post, mood board transformation of your project images, and all of these things really just help you get more mileage out of your content and amp up your SEO as a result. Number five, email marketing. This includes a lead magnet and it should be outsourced to someone who understands email marketing for the home industry, or it could be done by you if you're able to use marketing templates that really expedite your efforts. Number six, and that's the final one, blogging. That's the juiciest SEO juice out there, and it should be on your radar to outsource in the near future, because just remember, marketing is a relationship, it's also a marathon, it's not a sprint. So, If you guys need help implementing any part of this, you know where to find me. And you can get help with Pinterest. You can buy a lead magnet. You can jump into our marketing membership to get help with all things email marketing and blogging. I'm not going to give you all of these to-do lists without also giving you the solution. So that is why I want you guys to head over to socialitevault.com. You could also head over to katethesocialite.com where we've got all sorts of freebies. I've got so much content for you guys and it's not going to always require your credit card. You can just go there, learn from it, implement it, streamline Marie Kondo the heck out of your marketing because it doesn't have to be difficult. All right, guys, until next week, keep that marketing simple, keep your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.